It's debate day. It's about to go up. Hotep Jesus versus Mo Facts. I hope y'all ready. The Griff Report starts right now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep Jesus. What's up, people? Welcome to the Griff Report live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep of Stannies. Hotep. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? See y'all in the chat. AK, what up? Steph, what up? Justine, Zantoven, Dre, what up? Strong Dad in the chat. What's happening, y'all? Jay Pylon, I see you. Haram Life, I see you. Protocol, I see you. And Nark Canuck, I see you. It's about to get spicy. It's about to get real spicy. Before we get into that, look around, look around, look around, buy something. Menavoida.com, go get you some flow. It's going to get you in a flow state. That's our cognition. That's our brain supplement. And or get you some, some of this apex. You know what I mean? That's for your testosterone. That's for your manliness. You know what I'm saying? Apex right now is the lowest price it's ever going to be. Go get it. It's like, I did the calculation. It's technically 68 point something percent off. The sale ends soon. Get grandfathered in so you're not buying it later at a higher price. Go get your monthly supply. Become a member of menoforder.com. With that being said, shout out to my sponsor, Syscoin, a leader in cryptocurrency technology. Big announcement coming soon. If you want more details on that, join the Telegram link in the description box below for all that big, big brain content. With that being said, let's let Mo Facts in the building. Mo Fidex. Fidex. What up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, sir? How my mic sounding? Sounds wonderful. Cause I, I know I know you like to give me a bad mic. Now I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> you starting early. <laughs> Hold on, let me um, let me fix our screens here. Uh, okay. Let's close that. Let's do this. This. All right. Actually, let's do it like this. Hold on. Let's do it like this. Whoops. All right. All right. All right. Let me see. Hold on. How does that look? How does that look? Oh, let me fix it a little bit. Let me fix it a little bit. Fix it a little bit here. Close that in there. Let's drop this down here. 
Beautiful, wonderful. Mo Facts is in the house. Today we're having a debate on the African diaspora. What is the best doctrine for them? Should they unite with people in foreign countries like Africa? Are we African, et cetera, et cetera? Um, we are going to open the debate up first with, um, hold on, let me, um, I need a coin flipper. We got to do a coin flipper to see who goes first. And I want to do this like right on screen. Here we go. We're going to, we're going to hold on people. Hold on. I'm going to do a, a 60 second open 60 second introduction. Here we go. We got the heads of tail app. Mo facts, heads or tails? Heads. Heads. We're going to hit it now. Heads it is. I defer. You want me to go first? Yeah, I defer. It's a bad idea. I'm, I'm a black piece. I'm a black piece player. That's a bad idea because Hotep Jesus loves going first. Sh shouts out to uh, uh, E-Class. So... First things first, I want to tell you the design of my annihilation of MoFax today. And for uh, two things we're going to prove today. One, how his doctrine is feminine. Two, how it's myopic. And actually, I have a third, how it's actually destructive towards all black people across the globe. First things first, it's very feminine. Why? Because it takes the posture of a victim and not a victor. That doesn't need to be explained to this audience here. You guys all understand this concept. But anybody who's a Hotep or Hotep is standing understands that we stand on victory. We stand on masculinity. We stand on fighting. We stand on building. We're not concerned with other people. We're concerned with ourselves. Second point I said is your stance is myopic at best. Why do I say that? Because you have a preoccupation with this thing called white supremacy. And unfortunately, it's a bit short-sighted, sir. And why is this short-sighted? It's to say that the only people that exist on the planet are black and white people. Meanwhile, the white man getting his ass kicked by China and other foreign countries, especially when you look at education rates especially when you look at the separation between the white man and the Jewish man here in the United States, single Nigerian males out earn black men. I guess that is white supremacy. The Asian comes here and out earns white men. I guess that's white supremacy. Lastly, I'm going to say it's destructive because it does not bring unity. It brings about division, just like the national security council in conjunction with the CIA had planned for black people of the diaspora and the black African that they should not unite. And I digress. All right. So I'm going to start at the end of what you said. And you said it's myopic. Um, from the teachings of uh, Neely Fuller Jr., there's only three groups of people on the face of this earth. There's white people, white supremacists, and non-white people. That's it in the system. That is it. And to, to prove that... <laughs> To prove that, um, can you say? Can you repeat that one more yes, time? How many? There, what, what are the there, groups? There's, there's white supremacists, white people, and non-white people. That's it. And to prove that, you got to look back at the creation of this nation. You got to look at Abraham Lincoln. He said this nation was created by white men for white men. 
and then you cherry pick the Nigerian male, the uh, Asian man, that's racial showcasing. The system of white supremacy understands it has to show the world wins so people don't pick up on what's going on. So you highlight Nigerians in America, but notice you don't talk about Nigerians in Nigeria. They're, the Nigerians in America, for the most part, are nothing but the same as the black American boule. They're cherry-picked, they're vetted, and then they're given permission, um, positions of power and elevated and in the same way that there's certain white people that are used as white sacrifice. And they're saying, look, white people suffer too. Look at that white homeless man over there. Look how bad he got it. It can't be a system of white supremacy. But if you look at the world, there's only those three groups. And every time one of those groups start to raise up, white supremacy has to let them know what it is and how it's going to be done. And, I, and I'll turn it back over to you. Uh, yeah, that was cute. Um, you know, this is this is what I'm saying. This is what makes this doctrine so terrible. Listen to what you said. Mm -hmm. You said it's three groups of people. Shout out to Neely Fuller. But I got to tell you, man, like there's a lot of great things our ancestors have done. A lot of great things they've said and a lot of great work they've put out. But just because they dead don't make them flawless. Man is he, very he, flawed. He's not dead. Okay, just because he's a great doesn't make him flawed. I mean, not flawed. The man is flawed. That's that's just, you know, and it's like uh, the people of the past have this preoccupation with white people. And, and when they do this, they come off as race hustlers. We was talking about this last night of race mm. hustlers. Okay. And anybody who comes around and talks about uh white this white that white this white that mm -hmm. must be labeled a race hustler sorry sorry nearly fuller dead or alive okay. that's a flawed concept everybody can I, knows can I jump in right everybody there, knows quick? no you can't okay. everybody knows there's two people two different types of groups on this planet good people and bad people good versus evil now, here you said there's this concept of white supremacy. Then you mm -hmm. bring up this doctrine of three different types of people, which not only affirms white supremacy, ex but exalts white people, centers white people. How do you have three different groups of people on the planet and all of them are in juxtaposition to white people? You got a white supremacist. You got white people and non-white people. So you don't even have your own identity without White people? No. What you have to understand is white supremacy is the operating system that this world runs by. And I'm going to point to your your words, first of all, because you call me an agent of white supremacy. How can I be an agent of something that doesn't exist? Your words. Two, in the document that you presented, the National Security Council, uh, uh, whatever, what was it, NCSC, NC, uh, NSC 46, mm -hmm. it goes on to tell you. Their whole purpose of doing this, taking this action is to further, it says on the uh, political point one, it says our policy towards the white regi regime. And then they go on to say Western nations. Then they go on to say, so all of this is saying 
we can't let those black people in America link up with the black people in Africa because this is detrimental to the system of white supremacy. This is what this whole document is saying. It, and said, your words, it, says, you, it says the term white supremacy? Uh, no, what they like to use is different words like Western. They use uh, uh, Western culture. They use the white regime. See, just because I'm straight. See, the reason why I frustrate people when I use the word white supremacy is because it's effective. It calls it what it is. It's the mentality of the people that rule this world. They believe that white people are supreme. I don't believe this. I'm operating in a system that they created and they maintain through violence and force, uh, through chicanery, through uh, manipulation, and all other tactics. So with your good and bad, I, you do have some valid point there. But what you have to understand, you have to identify a system first before you can even begin to interact and counteract it. What I am is I'm not a black supremacist. I'm a counter racist. I am countering the system of white supremacy through my independent actions. So I don't understand how you can sit here and accuse me of working with the CIA and this whole big uh, conspiracy. Who's running the conspiracy, Hotep Jesus? Answer you the said, question. You said you're a counter racist. Yes. All right. If there was no racism, what would you be? What do you mean? Everything about you identifies yourself to something white people do. So what's your identity without white people? You don't have one. What do you mean I don't have an identity? If you you just said you're a counter racist. Yes. If there was no racism, what would you be? I don't know because we haven't lived in that world. <laughs> we haven't lived in that world. And, and you know it yourself. Look, you're laughing because you know it yourself that the number one job is to erase our history. You you you're big on that. You so know you have that, no identity. They stole it. They do the you, white man you stole one? your identity. Do you have one? Yeah, I do. It's called Hotep. Shout out to all the Hoteps. So you created Hotep an identity. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> no, I didn't create an identity. The identity was created before I got here. By who? What do you mean by who? By the ancestors. They called themselves Hoteps. Hoteps goes back to an argument in the 70s. Absolutely. Yeah. So I should so I should call myself Hotep and not African, which you you browbeat me to call know. myself African. Not, not, not with your doctrine. You shouldn't. No. If you're well, going to run around talking about white people, this white people, that you definitely should not call yourself Hotep. We don't, don't do you that. Call, don't you call yourself American? Yeah. Why? Because that's what my passports say. Given to you by who? The United States government. And it says where you can go, when you can go, how long you can stay, when you can come back. You're living in a fantasy land that not to say that there's some not overrule. And you like to say the bankers, the masons. You love to use all these different terms, but I'm straight to the point with it. This whole system is set up to maintain white supremacy. And what that is, is we know their words. We know how the world needs to run and we run it the best. And this starts back in 1493 when they said, oh, I, lo I love when you roll your eyes like that because you, know you know I came with the receipts, bro. You know what I came with the receipts. If you go back to 1493, which coincidentally is right after 1492, when the, uh, the church says any place that's not uh, occupied by Europeans is free game. That's where manifest destiny come from. This is where the whole American ideal, the American is not as the American being the new Zion, all that stems from. That's the that's white supremacy, sir. And you yourself, all your elders, hold on, all your elders that you look up to, uh, Van Sertima, uh, uh Dr. Henry Clark, uh, Malcolm X, 
Martin Luther King, all of them will agree with me that a system white supremacy exists. You're on the wrong side of history. Nah, I just know where the motherfuckers went wrong. <laughs> and that's why they weren't effective. Um, don't forget, um, uh, uh, Dr. Ben died broke. Shout out to Dr. Ben. And I don't want to diss my ancestors, but these niggas died broke. I'm not going to die broke. Also, um, this is this is the huge problem with the black community. What we do is we get caught in these loops, right? So you have something called a civil rights movement, and then you have problems of your age, which is you know several decades later, and you want to solve your new problems with the old solutions. Keep in mind those old solutions were astroturfed by white organizations like the NAACP. When NAACP goes down south to uh, present their mission to black people, black people said, we want fair representation for our tax dollars. The NAACP says, well, we're pushing for integration. And the black people down, down south go, we don't want to be in white schools. We got our own schools. We just want representation of our tax dollars. NAACP was a psyop to create integration, which was disintegration of black culture and black society. You fast forward now and people are talking about DEI and anagram for die, D-I-E. Mm-hmm. And what they're talking about is diversity, equity, inclusion, and including themselves. This is another form of integration, which is disintegration of black culture, black people, and black society. So what you do is you get stuck in this loop. You listening to old niggas, but you're not updating the program. See, Hotep Jesus is different, and I'm powerful because I update the program. I look at what our ancestors did. I take what's useful, and I dump the rest. So if John Henry Clark is going to teach me about the history of African people. If Ivan Van Sertima is going to teach me about the history of African people, I'm going to take that. Now, their ideas, their philosophy, their thoughts and opinions based upon those facts, I believe are flawed. And if I had to debate them today, I would destroy them like I'm destroying you right now. Because the problem is, <laughs> it's the philosophy of the mindset of people. What you got to do is when you update that program, you got to dismiss certain things. And I know they had blind. The the, the difference is, I think what our ancestors is, they didn't have the advantage of the Internet like I had. I had the advantage of the Internet. So I was able to look and prod and get anecdotal evidence and empirical evidence to come up to my own conclusions and decide what is the proper way forward for black people. And one thing I noticed was the biggest blind spot for black people is white people. What you did was you allowed the powers that be tell you that the white man was your sworn enemy. When the truth of the matter is, just like John Henry Clark said, we have no friends. All these people are our enemies. So that's your first flaw. John Henry Clark taught us that all these people are our, are our enemies. I don't know who created this concept of white supremacy, but if you listen to KRS-One, it tell you ain't no such thing as white supremacy, which brings me back to a previous point that you made when I said um, uh, white supremacy does not exist. And then you try to twist my argument. Well, that's called using somebody else's words against them. And you can't see that because you all know how to verbally and mentally shadow box. And that's not my fault. But I'm going to help you today <laughs> just because I use your words is is not an indictment on my doctrine. It's an indictment on your do- doctrine. And what I'm doing is I'm using your own words against you. You want to know nothing about that. See, what you got to do is you got to think past third grade. Once you think past third grade, then you rise to the level of a hotel. I digress. 
So you like to use all these cute words, Masonic, the crown, whatever else. I'm straight to the point with it. What is it? It's white supremacy. It's always going to be white supremacy until the system, until the system has been dismantled. Now, when you hold on, when you look at when you look at the crown, as you call it, these are your words. When you look at the crown, what is the crown based off of? Hereditary, right? It's bloodline passed down from one bloodline to the next bloodline to the next bloodline. All they did was when they took over the the new world and they had their fighting, you had all the European nations dividing up, you had France, you had Britain, you had all these different nations trying to divide the new new world up. Once they figured out who was going to be top dog, they said we need to have an operating system so we can be on code with each other because we're outnumbered. See, one thing you lack to understand is the white man is outnumbered on this earth. That's what keeps him on code. That's why whenever they go somewhere, it could be American anywhere on this face of this earth or a white person on the face of this earth. And if, if they're in trouble, they're coming to their aid. Here comes the Calvary. I know that upsets you because you want to have this false sense of pride and hubris that you have it all figured out. But I'm okay with saying I don't have it all figured out. And I'm trying to figure out who has the foot on my neck. Now, you can sit here and say that all you, you can laugh. And I know it feels good to do that. But at the end of the day, we got to come back to being serious. Because if your document that you submitted to me, if a system, whatever you want to call it, didn't exist, it would be no need for this document that was written. And the real problem, let's get to the real root of the problem here. The real root of the problem is immigrants are mad at black born, native born black Americans for saying we want to hold our domestic policies to ourselves. What that does is that cuts all of the entitlement programs like uh, affirmative action, all those things that black immigrants have come over here and taken advantage of and left us at the bottom and then want to look down on us after they do that. That shuts the door on that. You got to remember 1965, we were the one that fought to open the door to let immigrants come here. How And now you see yourself, that has not been beneficial to them saying to the native black American. Even, even you said yourself on the, uh, on the on Joe Rogan show, we were here when they showed up. You feel what I'm saying? So why is it that we can't have our own national policies, domestic government saying domestic poli um, politics, to say, you know what, maybe we need to close the door. Maybe we need to make sure things are lineage-based and not race-based to make sure the people that they're entitled to get them. That's your frustration and the people of your ilk because y'all been eating off our food. Y'all been eating off y'all plate and then want to look down on us and say facts like you said, the Nigerians, the Nigerians. See, I'm not going to be disrespectful to, to, to the people you're saying of Africa, but why is it Nigerians still swimming around in shitty water right now if they got such so much great minds and, 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 and scholars? Why is that? Why is it in Sierra Leone, if, if, if this is all about the ancestors, they're smoking their uh, ancestors' bones, which is called Kush, which is a mixture of weed, fentanyl, and other drugs, formaldehyde, everything else. Why is it that Kenyans are going down to Haiti to kill other black men at the behest of white supremacy if this system didn't work? I have asked you questions, brother. Now you answer them. <laughs> Which question you want me to answer? Because all of one. them are flawed. Pick, pick one. <laughs> They're flawed. I, I can't answer a flawed question. Uh, let's, go, let's, let's, go to, let's go to first. If the Nigerians on, uh, in mass are so much smarter than the black Americans, 
what is it like 30,000 Nigerians? In I never America? said they're smarter than a black American. Well, great. Well, no, Who greater said that? earners. Who you, said I'm, that? What I'm doing, I I'm said they out earn white men, single what? Nigerian men out earn white men in America. That's what I said. Okay. How do you earn? You, then in your head, it translates to the Nigerians smarter than black people. <laughs> like, how, how, how do you how, even get there? And, 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 hold on. If you're saying the system is, I'm saying, if you're saying the system is, is, is fair, and it's smart. I never the said m- the system was fair. So, Why are you so, gaslighting? So hold on. If the, what, what is this system then? If it's not fair, is it fair or not fair? It's not fair or is it fair? Let's let's just take it step, little baby steps at a time. Is this system? Uh, first of all, do we live in a system or is this all random? It's a system. Okay. Who controls the system? Who controls the system? That's a good question. It depends on who you ask, right? So if we ask Alex Jones, he's going to say the globalist elite. If we ask David Icke, he's going to say lizard men. If you ask me, I'm going to say it's a combination of Zionist, uh, Freemason, Babylonian, Molochians, um, the Vatican, uh, and, and the British crown. There, it's like a, a round table. Also at this table is also China. China also controls a lot of the U.S. and U.S. policy as well, just by their own trade. The fact that, you know, we get everything from them. Okay, so when you look around this table, what what are common about all these people you listed? Uh, I don't know. What are you gonna say? They're white. Their appearance. Yes, the genetics. Okay, okay they're white. And, and, and here's the thing. This conversation started long before you're saying with your uh, 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 CIA statement. This started when you said that you said yourself that we foundational black Americans, ADOS, whatever you want to call us, are watered down. What's that? Not what mean? I said. Yes, you, yes, you did. Yes, you I did. said some of y'all are watered down. Okay, some I said of us. Some of y'all are watered down. Watered I'm, down I, with and what? And I included myself. Watered down with what? With whiteness. Okay, so exactly. What this else is can why, you water it down with? Hold on. So what I'm saying <laughs> is this. This is why I'm going back to what the root problem is. You so, can't win a debate asking rhetorical questions, MoFax. No, Ask no, a good question. No, no, what you, I'm saying, you've asked me five rhetorical questions. I'm gonna no, ask a question now. You, no, you, you keep asking I'm, me rhetorical questions. You, no, like, no, 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 no. In no, every no. question you asked, a, a child can answer. No, what I'm Ask saying me is a is, real man's question. Let's get into the philosophical debate. I'm going to I'm going to turn it over to you now. I got right. some motherfucking questions. Right. Are on. you ready? Let, let me let me finish my point. And then you can take over the point I was making with all those so-called called rhetorical questions is that there is a black white paradigm there. The fact that you can say he's watered down, she's watered down. These people around this table are white. Who's not at the table? Black people. So what I'm doing is I'm laying the the, the foundation of the system of white supremacy uh, on on an elementary level so you can understand. But go on. Uh, what does white supremacy live? What, what 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 country is it? Does it is it based out of? What do they operate out of? Well. If you look, they have outposts in Australia. They have outposts in South Africa. They have Where's outposts. Where's decentralized that? Where's the, the, the head cent- of this? The, the head of this is in Britain. Britain? It's the crown. Yes. Okay. Why did, the, why did Europe 
fight several world wars and European wars. Polish, uh, you got the Polish war, you got the, the, the Bolshevik revolution. Why did all these things happen? Why did these all these things if happen? If it's white is, supremacy, why aren't right. they all on the same page? Why did they fight all these different world wars? It, well, if you look at this country now, look at the Republicans and Democrats. They have a vision. One side has a vision. The other side has a vision of how they want to move forward. And we had this conversation before. The way Hitler was moving, they said, we can't do that. So you got to understand this world is ran by who their, their, their political system is Fabian socialism. It's, if it's two steps forward, it's one step back, that's fine. But we can't force ourselves two steps forward because what that does is that makes that brings it to the forefront. You said their system's this, called what? Fabian socialism. That's so it's the not political it's, system. So that's a white supremacist system. That's yes. That's but their it's called Fabian I, socialism. Yes. That's Let's their bookmark that because that's yes. very real. Now, okay. I'll agree that there is a system of Fabian socialism. Right. And okay. the opposite of that, and That's the opposite of that real. was fascism. And the opposite of that, because you asked them why they fought the war, the opposite of that was fascism. You know what I'm saying? By the boot and the gun. You know what I'm saying? So you have no, these two sides. No, that's not true. That's not what, true. What's that? That's what's historically illiterate. What's not true? And even how you started, you know, when I asked you a very specific question about why these world wars were started, you deferred to the present. You gave me no evidence of that time period, which lets me know you have no. not studied no. white people. I gave you an example. You have not studied European history, MoFax. Tell me why I, the world wars were started, MoFax. I gave you an example of why it was started. And you gave me oh, an example. You didn't yes. tell me why the world wars were started. You because didn't tell two, me why all these factions, European nations, and it's not two factions. There were several world wars. There were several sides. There were several countries that were all fighting for different causes. Why? They're all Why did Germany turn their cause. back on Russia? They're all fighting for one cause. That's where you got it twisted. Just like with America. That's why they I keep fought each other to, for one cause. No, they all have all these groups have one cause. Right. What's the cause? Just like in America, the furnace of the system of white supremacy. That's <laughs> it. Now, like I said, you can make this a serious and non-serious conversation. You still ain't answering my question. Why no, did they because, fight? Because they had a ideology difference on how to move the system forward. False. Like I said, you asked me a question. I'm asking you how I'm saying you're going to let me finish. Or you're just going to say false. Go ahead. Just like with America, you keep saying with uh, Germany and all this, Germany looked at America and saw where America was going with eugenics and all the scientific advancements of furthering race and racism. And they had him saying they got had a wet dream. So they imported that system, and then, you know, once they imported that system, it got out of control because Hitler was like, no, we're going to do this by force. That The white supremacy— Who had the technology? Well, I just want to correct you really fast. What? What's that? Was the technology imported to Germany, or did Germany—or um, uh, did America import German technology? No. Technology started in Germany. I'm talking about the ideology. Oh, I'm talking okay. about the ideology. Oh, now we get into the truth. Continue. Right. I'm, right. I'm saying the ideology. I just want to make sure of, you correct yourself. Right. I'm saying the ideology of racism was an American idea, and it was brought to Germany. You just contradicted yourself because no, no, earlier in the conversation you said that racism came out of the uh, Vatican. It came out of the Pope. Now you're saying it came out of America. You said it right. started in 1493. America wasn't existing in 1493, so you contradicted okay. yourself again. I'm not contradicting I'm very myself. sharp. I'm on flow. Menofwater.com. Go get you some. I am not contradicting myself. What I'm saying is 
You said the ideology of racism came out of the United States, but you started your diatribe in this debate at 1493. You gonna let me finish the statement or what? I'm just catching your contradictions. One no, I'm not. One. I'm not. No, what you gotta do is follow the timeline. They came to Britain. Came to America. They established the colonies. Britain didn't got, come to America. Britain. Britain. Spain did, and Britain, Portugal came to America. Britain didn't have Again. colonies in America. Britain. Britain didn't have colonies in America. Jesus Christ. 1493 is a Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> No, what I'm this saying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. This is what's flawed Free, about y'all. Free, y'all talk no. about all this white supremacy shit, and you don't even know how the white man moved. How it was Spain Free? and Portugal. First of all, it I'm wasn't not Britain. First of all, I'm Britain not don't get, come till later. First of 1493 all, not, expositions come out of the funding of Queen Isabella and the first, Dutch. First Where are we all, at, Mo? Let's be of, factual. First of all, I'm not going to get on screen and argue or get online and argue with you to make it look like two black men arguing. That's what I'm not going to do. So what I did this is was... This how huh, I debate. I'm from Jersey. Right. This is how we that. talk. And if you're going to be wild and off base and say no. that Britain was the ones doing it, I no. got to factually correct you in the middle of the debate. It came out of Queen Isabella. She the one I put the it, bread up. Hold on. I think I laid out the timeline originally when I brought up 1493. Menacia Lopez. Menacia Lopez is another financier. It's amazing how you get. I wrote get a so, book on, on this. Hold on, it's amazing how you give so much credibility to white historians, but black historians are flawed. You know what I'm saying? Manicia Lopez I, is not, not a historian. No, what he's I'm saying is he's a financier. Is, I'm what, not talking about white historians. I'm no, talking I, about. First of all, you got to understand my evidence isn't from historians. My evidence is is from uh, empirical evidence, or or I'm I'm sorry. Um, primary sources, as in the exact letters written by those people at that time. Uh, Christopher Columbus. Um, uh, uh, who's the other brother? Uh, the saint that went down and murdered all those people in South America, the indigenous population. Uh, Bartholomew de las Casas. Bartholomew de las Casas, his own letters. I'm not reading white historians. I go straight to the primary sources. I'm Hotep. This is what we do. Once so again. you flawed again. Again, Once I just again. caught you again. You try to say I was citing white historians, and I'm not citing white historians. I'm citing primary sources of the people at the time. <laughs> and you which, said it was out of Britain, but it's the Spanish first. Which, this your, is which I, is historians. But hold on, hold on. Let's, it's hold on not, you're right not there. a historian. This is what the man wrote. That's not a historian. This is his memoir. These are his letters. What are you talking about? How is that a historian? Hold on. Let's stop right there for a minute. because Let's what you do did was, scholarship, hold, hold not on, scholarship. <laughs> what you did was you misrepresented what I said. When I said brought up 1493, I said they came here and then European nations started fighting over America. Oh, I listed all the nations that was fighting over it. Who ended who was up fighting winning? over it? It was Britain, it was France, and it was uh, I believe Portugal. Let me bring up the map of uh, nope, 1800. I don't. Let me. I said let me bring up the I map. I don't of understand how people. And this is my issue. This is my issue. The people that run around talk about white supremacy have never studied white supremacy. I have, however, so-called white supremacy. And you and you and you 
How can you study something see, that don't see exist? how you came back and I destroyed that in the beginning? No, see, no, what no. I did was I went and I did the research. Then I published a document called the Patriot Report, Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War. I did my scholarship on how the United States came to be through the world banking powers. So I know my history. I know how this nation was built no, and no, how you, you think the nation was built is, no, is coming you know out of uh, is coming you out of Mifflin. You're, you're, you're reading Rockefeller education. You don't know a damn thing about European history. So how can you understand a system of white supremacy and you don't understand European history? This is what makes me different from all you guys, because I went and I studied. I went and okay. studied Russian history. I went and studied the Bolshevik Revolution. I went and studied World War One, World War Two, fractional reserve banking, the inception of fractional reserve banking. And all you guys do is run around and go, look, Democrats and Republicans, white supremacy, this, that and the third. But you have no concept of European history. How can you understand a white man if you never understood the white man's history? You never researched the white man's history. And I did. And what'd you come up with that there's no system of white supremacy? So how how well was that education? How all the education you did, you come back and say all of this I study, all of this history, there's no conspiracy. There there's no there's nothing there. It's the Masons or whoever you want to say it is. And like I said, what you like to do is you like to get on and and filibuster and do a lot of yelling and a lot of loud talking and, and uh, stating facts. Look at your phone, laugh, all these gaslighting tactics. But what you don't accept is the fact is I laid out a timeline very clearly. I said 1493, the European nations discovered a new land, and then they figured out how we're going to divvy it up and how it was ran. Once Spain. that was over, Not the once European that was nations, over, it was Spain. Once that was over, under the crown of Isabella. What? I don't care about all your in, individual. The financier was Manasia Lopez. I did the history. I know about white people. You don't. If you don't understand that they have an operating system out of fear, let's go now. Let's go over to um, uh, 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 Francis Chris Welsing and what it really is rooted in. It's rooted in they're the fact, and this is why Black Americans can understand the plight of the white man because we are a minority inside their in in this country, the same way they're a minority in the world. So I can understand where they come from, their logic. I don't see. I don't state facts factors. What I do is I look at the systemic approach. That's why I support the teachers of Nilly Fuller, because he looked at racism from a systemic approach. Their fear is if we let natural order take its place, we will be bred out. That's how they look at it. That's why we have to have a system that tips the scale in our favor to ensure that our lineage is just a form of nepotism. That's all it is. Our lineage will be further on and not be eradicated because they're what, 13, 14 percent of the population. That's it. If they played on an even playing field with everybody else, then it, they will end up being um, wiped out. That's how they look at it. That's what keeps them up at night. That's why they go everywhere. That's why they go every corner of this earth. They go there and they go there with guns and weapons. And like I said, this is not a this is not a uh, uh, accusation against white people. That's why I don't use that term. I use the term white supremacist because not all white people are white supremacists. And to be honest with you, the white people that's not on board with white supremacy is going to get it the worst because they have the resources to actually change the system. That's why they call them race traitors. And why what what is the penalty of a traitor? Death. That's the penalty of a traitor. 
That's why they have these terms. So I, you can state your facts and all of this. I'm looking at when you look at um. I thought more facts was going to come with the facts. I always come with the facts. And like no, I said, you, Jesus came with the facts. No, what and you I had come to correct with, you at least five no, times during the debate. No, 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 you didn't. Because what you did was what Every, you always do. Everybody saw it. Yo. <laughs> you take what you do is you take. I laid out a timeline of how this happened. And like I said, we can fast forward from that timeline up until the recent history. You have the Cowboys versus the Yankees. I sent you the book. I don't know if you read it or not. That's the whole thing right now in America. You had the, who the, the, who the original Cowboys. The original Cowboys are the people that went west with the, in the frontier and established all uh, meat is a big one. That's why meat is under attack. White really. folks? Yes. Uh, again, factually wrong. Here you go with the uh, with the uh, cowboy. I know you're going this the cowboys. What I'm saying is it's a term called cowboys and Yankees. That's how they that's how they identify their two groups. The Yankees being the people that supported the new the New England mentality that was pro Britain, and you had the cowboys who was pro American and said the same thing. It's kind of similar to what's going on with. Uh, black people in America and, and people that's not black Americans. They're saying we have our own thing over here. That's what they, that's what they said. And they're constantly battling. You know what the flaw point. I found was, I, you know, I was sitting down and I had ran through like every single video, every single Sonetta video, every Shaka Atmos lecture, every single John Henry Clark. I sat through every single lecture, 10,000 hours of studies, I picked up every black, pro-black, alternative history book, read it front to back, cited it, wrote essays. And then I realized at a huge blind spot, I ain't no shit about white people. And that's the flaw I noticed with all of these black scholars. None of them could tell me the details of how white people operated. Nobody could tell me the details of how fractional reserve banking works, how the bankers took power. None of them could tell me about the intricacies of Bolshevism versus Menshevism. None of them. And that's not was like, ah, I found the flaw. You guys want to study white supremacy, yet you know nothing about European history. And that makes absolutely no sense. If you can't understand or study European history, you could never understand the so-called system of white supremacy. And if you understood or studied European history, you'd understand there's no such thing as white supremacy. There's a fabulous book called The 60 Families. And I know your rebuttal to this would say, well, aren't all 60 families white? Sure, of course you can. The truth of the matter is that 60 families, and this is right around 1920-ish, um, was the final family comes about. This is the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, uh, the Warburgs, all these rich families. And when you look at somebody like the Rothschild, for instance, this isn't about white supremacy when you're talking about the Rothschild. Rothschild is a term that means red shield. He saw it on a, on a, on a sign and changed his name. Okay. And then he had five sons and he sent each of his five sons to five different countries. One of them, the most devious one, was Nathan Rothschild. And what they did was they set up a syndicate of, first and foremost, they're known for banking, but that's not what gave them power. The first thing that they're known for is an intelligence network. 
They set up an intelligence network. The second thing they did was they set up a smuggling network. Because when you have intelligence, you know how to smuggle. Then the banking stuff comes around and becomes more solidified later. The power stood in the hands of the people who had the resources, assets, and controlled the money. Now, what you had was you had an ignorant, and I'm teaching at this point, I'm no longer debating. What you had was you had many different crowns, like William of Orange. Many of these people were illiterate. They couldn't read and they couldn't read at a high level. These are white people. Then you had the math problem. These people had no concept of math, but there was a type of person that did study math. And many of them came out of the synagogue. And the synagogue preferred to defer to intellectual matters while the white man deferred to violent matters and fun matters and alcohol and things of that nature, while the Jew took on intellectual matters. So the Jew was smarter. So when you had somebody, William Orange, and his, his, his bank account is depleting, he had to defer to a Jew to help him get his finances in order. So this see, that's where you I'm still talking. That's where you can. I'm still though. talking. I'm still I'm talking. I'm going to stop you right there, though. I'm still talking. You're, but you're confused. I'm still talking. You, you trump intellectualism. I'm still talking. Violence. I'm still talking. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't give a preference. What I said was. I'm not to be taught. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't elevate one over the other. I stated a fact. I said one group preferred this and another group preferred that. I never gave him a hierarchical order. You did. Now, fast forward. These people took on banking matters. And what happened was they found out that he who controls the interest rates controls the country, controls the nation, controls the people. So the power started going towards the bankers. And it's the bankers who realize they can enslave the entire population. Now I'm going to ask you this question before I let you speak. Who were the first slaves? What race of people were the first slaves? You keep asking me who the first is when I can't tell you who the first and nothing is, but because only thing, only written history we have is the written history allowed to be uh, uh, kept. So, right. so I'm not. So gonna, I'll answer I the question in. for you. I don't. You can't answer I, the question. I'll answer the question for you. You can't. Answer Some of the, the question. first documented people to be enslaved were white people by whose book by whose book yes what book did you read that in and who wrote it this knowledge is so common what your book average did you read individual it in who wrote it answer would the question. forget where this information came from who wrote the book who wrote the book that said two plus two two plus two equals four this is how common that knowledge is no it can't no 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 history don't work like math because I can give you two of any object and give you two more of any object, and it makes four. What you're at doing, you're spouting At the time of American history. slavery, a white man sold at the quarter of the price of a black slave, which showed that white people were being enslaved. The Ottoman Empire had white slaves. Once again, Africans had white slaves. Once again, you want to one of the earliest instances of slavery of white people comes about during the Moorish conquest of Spain and Portugal. So now I'm going to ask you my next question, Mo. Before the white man was ruling the world and ruling the earth, 
who was ruling the earth, Mo, for thousands of years? Was it the African, the white man, or somebody else? It couldn't have been African because white man made Africa. Couldn't be African because the term Africa wasn't even created by Africans. See, that's what I'm saying. You use terminology that's not even history, historically correct. Then you want to quote certain parts of history as no. So you want to this, play semantics. No, no, I'm not playing semantics. What that's the small brain de- debate what, no, tactic. What I'm you know who is, I'm talking about. No, Black people. To, no, who ran saying, the earth before the white man? Was it black people, white people, or other? Mofax. What I'm saying to you is you can't invalidate what I'm saying as written. That That's, that's their history. So you can't answer and, the question. Now, hold on. By logic, I'm going to give you a logical answer. Black people had to create it first because, quote unquote, black people, you can't get white from black. So white people came from us. So, so if it, by, the, by that, lot, see, I use logic. I don't use written history to say, oh, this history is true and this history is false. I don't do that. And like I said, it's not fair to, to host a debate where you're the moderator and the debater, and then you want to filibuster, then you want to teach, then you want to go back to the debate. That's you know what I'm saying? That's 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 very um um I'm not gonna use the word disrespectful because I can't can't anybody disrespect me but myself. The but like I said, it's very just off 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 putting. Now, like I said, I use logic. And you sit here and say all of this about the banking and all this and all that. Guess what? The person with the gun don't care about no bank, no interest rates or nothing like that. That's why this country spends more than the other five countries it is on on the quote unquote. Can you repeat defense. that one more time? You said the guy with the gun don't care about the interest rates. Yes, the guy with the gun don't care about the interest. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna give you proof. All the debt we owe to China, are they gonna come get it? Are they going to come collect on that debt? No. You know why? Because America has bigger guns than China. See, you're trying to debate with somebody. White supremacists, debating with white supremacy is like debating with a man with a, uh, a suicide vest on. They wrapped this whole world in a suicide vest called nuclear weapons. And they said, we can't have it our way. We'll use nuclear weapons. Guess what? When they start losing ground, what's the conversation now? Nuclear warfare, nuclear weapons, nuclear warfare, nuclear weapons. That's how they move. If they're not an intellectual people. They're a violent people. White supremacists, not white people. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm not glumping all white people in together. And white people have come to realize this. That's why you call the quote unquote red white people. They understand, oh, y'all don't play by the same rules. I th- this is what that whataboutism comes from. When when they when uh the the chosen people the people on the left right now say something online they don't get banned but when a, a Republican or a conservative say something they get banned and they say that's not fair that's not fair that's not right they're coming to figure out what I've already known and what you're denying that there is a system that favors white supremacy and like I said it's based on the fact that they are the minority of the earth they understand that. And they have their, it, it, I respect them because I'm the same way. That's why I'm against interracial dating. Why? Because I don't want my people to be bred out. Not the foundation of black Americans here in America. That's what they're trying to do. They're, they're importing all the other people from other countries here. They're suppressing our birth rates. And then they're taking our best and brightest. And, and like uh, Umar says, and they're saying, and, and it's the snow bunny effect. 
So they're trying to get rid of us and they're using black immigrants to replace us like they did the $5 Indians. That's exactly what's going on. Like I said, I, I know that frustrates you. I don't do that. I don't do I don't do this factoid histories. What I'm trying to do is solve a problem. Let's talk about you brought up China, right? Yes. America owes China money. China holds a lot of America's debt. I'll say it like that. In the form of what? And debt notes. Specifically. What do you mean specifically? Specifically, how does how do they hold these debt notes? There's IOU, a lot of different. They're IOUs basically. All right. America so just, says so the we, answer we, is you don't know. It's called no. treasury. It's called treasury bonds. What I'm saying is it's I, called what, treasury what, bonds. They come in ten years. Again, they come in five years. I, how, I ask for specificity. How do they work? I'm talking do they, now. No, I let you how, talk. I'm talking now. How do they work? I'm talking now. No. How do they I work? I asked you for specificity. You couldn't well, give me specificity. Me how do they I, I'm work? I'm trying to, and you're talking over me. Answer my question then. How do they work? Oh my God. You said the answer to your question already. Then you tried to ask me the question. This no. is the rhetorical game you play. You no, said it was debt notes. You said it was debt notes. Then you asked me how it worked. It works off of debt because it's a debt note. I asked you for specificity. What Stand, is one the debt note? One person owes the other person, right? That's the that's the end of the that's the end of the day. One person owe. We say, hey, buy our debt. We'll owe you. And is that not how it works? Yes or no? See what you that, like to that's do. That's not is, how it works. How how does it work then? That's Explain not to how, me it how it works. That's Explain not, to me how it works. You've then. never bought bonds before. Explain to me how it works. You never bought bonds before. Yes, I bought bonds. So then you know how it works. It's based off the debt, though, right? They package the debt into a bond and say it'll be worth more later if you buy it. It's an IOU, Correct. basically. Correct. It's an IOU. Yes. But That's I asked you. I said. I, but but I but I asked you to be specific to to expose the fact of your ignorance. I know. I just exposed the fact that you're okay. pseudo. So let's, I just exposed the just, fact let's, that let's you're pseudo intellectual to say when I say IOU, no, 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 it's a treasury. When I say, isn't it I asked for specificity. IOU? You couldn't Once give it again. to me. You went Thank to you. IOU. Thank you. you went general. You didn't go specific. Now, let's dive into the details here. Let's talk about the relationship between America and China. The You tried to make the, the relationship between America and China as this general thing of, you know, why doesn't China come get their money like America owes them money? No. When the bond matures... China gets paid. <laughs> There's no reason to come cash in. If China wanted to sell their bonds, which they sold billions of last year, they can do that at any time because that's how bonds work. <laughs> OK, that's why I asked you for specificity. So they don't have to come over here with guns to sell their treasury bonds. <laughs> okay, no, what I'm saying is when they come and you to cutting collect, me off again. No, when they come to collect, if they said today with any debt, we want to collect. What will be the response of America? Violence. So you want to deal in hypotheticals and not reality? No, I'm dealing in. You, you created I, a hypothetical no. scenario and want to debate about a hypothetical scenario that you created. And I'm over here trying to talk about what's actually happening in real life. And you want to talk about some hypothetical dreamland that you just came up with. No, what I'm saying Gas is lightning, no. uh, moving the goalposts. <laughs> what I'm saying is this is how America's always dealt. When like, it's America's like at a casino. Can I finish what I was saying? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so you try to take the relationship between America and China 
and reduce it to like some false thing like America owes China money. Okay. No, they bought a product and anytime they want to sell that product, they can sell that product. In fact, um, they can sell that product to another nation, right? That's how the financial system works. This is why I went and studied finance and studied banking. So I would understand these things. So I wouldn't sound like you. Now, the relationship between America and China follows game theory, specifically Nash's equilibrium, where it doesn't make sense for either side to have aggression. America is just afraid of China as China is of America. This is simple game theory where you have the fourth quadrant of Nash's equilibrium, where it says it makes sense to do nothing. So the two sides will posture one Navy will make a move. Another Navy will make a move. But let's put that aside. The reason why China does not need to invade America is because they already have. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. America, if you go look at our products, where do they come from, Mo? Where do we get our products from, Mo? China. China already owns America, Mo. So that's where your argument is flawed. I pass the mic back to you. And that's where your logic is flawed because if America, if China owned America, then you would have uh, bio labs, Chinese bio labs built in America, and not American bio labs built in China. We outsource our in- industry. To, you would have Chinese bio labs in America, not American bio labs in China, if China ran America. See, you have to look at the Why, most. How does that make sense? Why, what? Okay, what you mean? How does that make sense? I'm expl- Why do you? <laughs> I'm explaining to you. Let me finish. I'm we invested to- in the, the fucking Wuhan lab in China. What do you mean? That's why my would point. you? Why would it doesn't make sense to have a lab in America? It makes sense to have a lab in a foreign country where regulations are low. America's rela- uh, regulations are too high to have labs if you want to experiment and create deadly viruses. It has nothing to do with whatever you just said. It has to do with the fact that America has a bunch of regulations and it's easier to do it in China where there is no minimum wage and there's slave labor and you can do whatever the fuck you want because they're the communists, they're the CCP. That's why the labs in China. Because they get to call the shots and America has regulations. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? What it is, about? It's, it's just like with uh, the industry. We go over to China. We make all these cheap, plastic, harmful, uh, uh, environmental, uh, polluting um, products in China, like you said, because we don't want that here. In the 1970s, you couldn't even fish in an American river because we were doing all our industry here. The same way with Africa. They offshore all the things that are be harmful to them and their people to other countries, the same way they did with the bio labs. I, like I said, maybe my logic is so simple, it's hard to grasp, but it's very simple. If I was the dominant and not the subordinate, I would have my labs in your country. That way, if anything went wrong, it's on your land. And guess what? I can blame you at the end of the day for doing it. It makes complete and total sense. And that's why I said if the shoe was on the other foot, you would have Chinese labs in America. You would have Chinese ships uh, 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 constantly going up and down the uh, the the, the um, ocean ocean uh, ocean lanes of America policing. No, it's the other way around. That's why I said like it's very simple when you look at it. How can you not see 
that America is the dominant and China is the subordinate in this situation. And whenever China gets enough of saying, you know what, I'm tired of buying your debt. I'm ready to cash out. I'm ready to leave casino. America say, no, you can't. We're locking the doors. We don't recognize that. And guess what? You want it? Come get it. It's that simple. I don't have to read a thousand books to understand logic and how it works. The same way when they go to Africa and everywhere else. And just take the whole just take the whole Gaza Strip and everything like that. When it popped off, you had Israel and Gaza, Palestine, looking both at America and looking like, what are we going to do? How are you going to aid us? Why are these two? They say the Jews run the world. Why are the Jews asking us for help? Why are they asking us to help build their iron dome if they run the world? That don't, that's not logical sense. See how simple that is? I don't have to be a full intellectual to figure that out. It's that simple. The man with the gun. No, what I'm saying, and what I'm saying to you is the people that say that. Why? Why are they asking the Europeans for help then? Why are they asking the system of white supremacy for help then? It's 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 simple. It's simple as day. It's like I said. It's very logical. I'm trying to figure out what any of this got to do with white supremacy. And and the doctrine for black people. Let's get back to that. Let's get back to what's healthy for black people. You know what's healthy for black people? The doctrine of Hotep Nation. The doctrine of Hotep and Build. You see, we diverted from the previous plans. The previous plans were black only. Build with just black people. And really what that did was it opened us up to infiltration. As we saw with the Bloods, the Crips, the Black Panther Party, Civil Rights Party, uh, Civil Rights Movement, you know, the, the who was it? Uh, Sharpton, he was on the Fed payroll. Your own people going to turn against you. This is how Africa fell. So knowing that, let's put that aside. So now you got to open up your mind and say, well, who do we work with? So you have to be strategic with your allies. So Hotep Nation said, we're no longer going to discriminate based upon race. We're going to discriminate based upon action and ideology. Right. So we vet people based upon their actions and what they do, not what they say and not what they look like. So we're able to build such a strong movement called Hotep Nation. This same concept works for black people. The issue is black people are preoccupied with the enemy. So what people are say is step one, you have to analyze your enemy. You have to know your enemy, right? Well, we've been analyzing this motherfucker since almost going on a hundred years now. How much fucking analysis do you need? How much data do you need to know what the fuck the white man is up to? It's time to move on to step two. If it ain't time to move on to step two, I want to know when the fuck do you plan on moving on to step two? How much more information do you need? Everybody done did a whole diatribe. You got uh, uh, dozens and dozens of leaders talking about the white man. Who's talking about how to build the black nation? Who's teaching people economics? Who's teaching people GDP and GNP? See, when you look at the and I said this about critical race theory, I said in order to understand critical race theory, in order to understand black people versus the so-called system of white supremacy, the first thing you got to do is you got to measure the GNP and GDP of the black community or the black nation. If you want to say it's freedmen or FBA, that's fine. But I need you to tell me what's your GNP. 
I need you to tell me what's your GDP and then I'll tell you where your people are going. You show me where your money's going, I'll show you where your power is going. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Also, I want to see the balance between your imports and your exports. What are you bringing in? What kind of goods are you bringing in? What are you doing with them? Are you bringing in raw materials and resources or are these things already galvanized by somebody else? Where are you in the supply chain? Are you at the end of the supply chain or at you at the beginning of the supply chain? Do you control the supply chain? Or you just in certain parts of the supply chain? These are the things you have to think about from the black community. And I discussed this with you yesterday where I said we have to take a look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you got food, shelter, water and air. Where's the black community get their food from? If you're getting your food from the white man, of course, you're going to believe in a system of white supremacy. Are you producing your own food? Are you producing your own water? Are you producing your own clothing? And when you produce your own clothing, are you doing this from raw materials? Or are you still purchasing those raw materials from another country? If you get the raw materials and you go up to Canal Street or, or the fashion district in New York City, are these cloths not already put together? Who runs that industry? China, not the white man. <laughs> China supremacy. And that's what people don't understand. It's China supremacy on this planet. And people just don't understanding that yet. You know who does understand that? The red whites, they understand very much so about China supremacy. Anyway, coming back to my point about black people. If you really want to help black people, you'll teach them about supply chain. You'll teach them about logistics and you'll make them aware of, OK, where are we sourcing our stuff? And if we're sourcing it from China, let's make sure that's a temporary thing. Let's figure out how we can source the materials ourselves and then get the weaving machines or whatever to make our own clothes. Okay. Even when you talk about um, the hair industry, the hair industry, you can open up the beauty supply store all you want. China man is the one that's going to be bringing your products to you. He owns the whole supply chain from production of those chemicals to delivery of those chemicals. Not Can I jump in man. right here? Not Can I jump in man. right here? Sure, go ahead. All right, so you brought up black hair. You're talking about bringing in chemicals to fry our hair to give oh, us cancer and fry. No, no, listen to what I'm saying. Exactly. He walks away. This is what I'm saying. My point is, and I'm talking to the audience now, the very fact that we need to fry our hair and we feel that's what's beautiful goes to show you we're the most propagandized people in the world. No other person does that. And it's very disrespectful to walk away from the desk and everything else because you know I'm right. I'll wait for him to put his headphones back on. Are you done with your tantrum, sir? Are you done with your tantrum? It's like I spoke and you just missed the point. No, let me explain what I'm saying. You missed the point. You're talking about GDP when I goddamn kids don't even know their ABCs and one, two, threes. You're up here with intellectualism and you're not down here with the damn real problem. You're talking about chemicals and all this and importing all this and Maslow hierarchy of needs. Bro, we are trying to eat. 
We are trying to get what's on the bottom level of Maslow hierarchy and ease. What you talk, I'm talking about Cancer Alley down in the South. I'm talking about Baltimore. The kids can't read. The kids can't count. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about no damn GDP. You don't need to read to produce an economy. This is where the white man got y'all fucked up. Y'all keep talking about this reading shit. You keep talking about this reading shit. You reading don't produce an economy. I just showed you Britain was illiterate and had an empire. You don't need to read to have an empire. You need production, Mo. Production. You don't need to read to fucking farm. I could give you a book on farming. You still wouldn't know how to farm, Mo. I'm talking need- about production. I'm having an adult conversation. You're talking about children, Mo. No, what I'm saying is this. And like I said, you're having a highbrow uh, intellectual conversation. I'm talking about what's going to work for the 85%. Like I said, you you said yourself, you are a boule negro. That's why you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about the 85%. Then that's what made me the 5% because I'm concerned about the 85. I could easily join the 10 and do what's best for me and invest in crypto and say, and, 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 and go live in a gated community and say, you know what? Damn those Negroes. If they're not smart enough to get it, then they're not smart enough to get it. And that's a very white supremacist mindset to have. That's a very white supremacist mindset to have. When I'm saying that these children are being wep- uh, weaponized through propaganda, through propaganda at an early age, it's pumped in. It's amazing how we can't get food in a food desert, but we can get high-speed high internet so they can get all the latest rap songs and all the deleterious information that, 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 that corrupts their mind. They can get that, and that's readily available. How is that? And you want to talk to me about uh, um, uh, uh, resources and all this and all that? How many Africans own lithium mines in Africa? How in the hell are we going to we behind enemy lines, dog? How the hell are we going to have anything when the African getting their ass kicked and the lithium taken from them and got their children down there digging it out with their hands? Don't talk to me about that. Come on, bruh. You know better than that. But like I said, you a boule negro. You, you think like a boule negro. I don't think like that. I look what the common man, what the common man is struggling with. The white, the, the red white can't even get healthy food in their communities. They suffer from obesity just as bad as black people. So what are you saying? They're trying to legalize the, uh, 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 or make meat illegal while making chemical, chemically made meat illegal. You talking about having farms? Are you serious? Have you heard of Monsanto? Come on, dog. And you know I'm right. I'm not going up here with all this high-level brown <sighs> shit, bro, because if I speak like that, my people miss me. And that's why I'm pushing Nilly Fuller's book. Your people very... miss you if you talk high-brow? You trying yes. to say black people stupid? No, no they I'm can saying... follow the conversation, Mo. No, Don't do I... that with black. I that's, some white... that's the white supremacy shit right there, where you say black people can't understand some shit. No, they can follow this conversation, Mo. Don't say they can't follow this conversation. They can understand me, Mo. Everybody knows that you need a farm to produce food to eat, Mo. You don't need a, a college degree to know that, Mo. Give my people more credit. No, what I'm saying is... Y'all want to dumb the conversation down and then say people need to be educated. No, you need to have high-level conversations, and then whatever they don't get, they can go look up. You don't dumb my people down. You bring them up. No, that's like throwing and you, a cackle. And, and you're moving the goalpost no, again. What you're doing, what you're doing and you're is throwing the a cackle. you're moving the goalpost again, bro. You're throwing a cackle. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about nation building, and you're talking about on the ground, kids can't read. 
I'm talking about if we are in a room and we go get the elite and wealthiest black people and we sit in them in a room and we have a roundtable discussion and we say, what are we going to do about our people? This is the discussion you're going to have in that room. You're going to talk about what is our GDP? What is our GMP? Where do we get our raw materials from? How do we galvanize those into goods? Who are we going to who's going to buy them? What are Once the market again, dynamics of the world? Once again, you're having that boule well, conversation. This is this not is a boule conversation. It, it, this it is, is you said get how all is this the a boule conversation? You said get all this the is smart. basic nation building. You this said, is what no. happened to the Spartans. The you Spartans. Build a from the I'm going to tell you. Hold down. on, not because this is what happened, right? When you look at Rome, right? You had the Spartans uh, over there in Athens, and the Spartans, basically what happened with them was they focused so much on war, they didn't focus at all on economics, and they crumbled as a nation. Sparta crumbled as a nation because they didn't focus on money, and they didn't focus on economics, imports and exports. This is basics of nation building, and you're trying to say the basis of nation building is boule talk. How do you come to that conclusion? How do I come to that conclusion? The simple fact is who all those people in that room that you're talking about getting them in, in that room have been hand selected and educated by. Who did I mention? You said get all the smartest people in the room. OK, the smart have to be educated by the white man. I'm not educated by the white man. No, I don't have no. a degree. I'm one of the smartest black people in the world. I'm in that room. Why do you keep deferring back to white people? You can't have a conversation because, about because black people without talking about the white man. This is the problem. He well, lives rent free in your head. He doesn't live rent free in my head. I live in his world. That's the difference. That's what you fail to understand. But when some racist shit happened to you, you'd be like, oh, that's racism. That's racism over there. That's not racism. It's a system. It's an operating system, and you won't get it until you get it. And like Neely Fuller said, if you don't understand white supremacy, what it is and what it does, everything else will only confuse you. What that's why is Boulé about having a conversation about nation building? How can you nation build when we can't even family build? I'm saying you're going 10 steps. Don't answer a question with a question. No. What is Boule about talking about nation building, Mo? You've been dancing and and buck dancing the whole debate. Come back and answer the question. You said it was Boule. Explain to me. What's Boule about talking about basic economics in nation building, Mo? I'm going to explain to you why. You talking about Maslow hierarchy of needs. You're trying to get to step two, three, four. We need to start at step one. And that's what I'm saying. You keep jumping up to step three and four. We need to start at one. Our people need healthy food. Are you listening? I am listening. I started the conversation off about production of food, shelter, water, and air. And now you're trying to act like I never said that. Furthermore, I was talking about imports and exports because food can be an export if you have an overabundance or a surplus. This is basic economics. So if we produce more corn than we have, we need to look and see who needs corn and then we sell it to them. Otherwise, you sit and you let it spoil. And then that turns into trash and waste and disease and cancer. And now you have a health problem. So you have to pay attention to market dynamics and economics. Have you ever picked up Thomas Sowell's books? 
But what you're not understanding is we're struggling with the fact of what we put in our mouth every day. See, that's what I'm saying. You're going to what steps is Boule about talking about nation building and economics, Mo? Why is that a Boule conversation? Because we need to start with, first of all, healing ourselves. Then, like I always say, you start with yourself, then your family, then your community. You're jumping to nation building. What we need to have is first building ourselves up, then our families. That's why I say you can't step once, you can't skip steps one, two, three, no, and four. No, that's false. That's false. So that's you can false. skip step one, two, three, and four then, is what you're no, saying. No, no. What I'm telling you is that at the family level, economics plays a huge role. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you a, a, a big way how. And the black community is starting to come back to that. And that's why I love wig making and black women making wigs and being in hair because it's very important. Beauty is a very important part of um, economics. And you try to downplay that, but we're going to keep it simple. Why do you need a wig? See, you we're going to come. I'm going to come back to that. No, I'm, I'm, come, saying, no, see, I'm going to, to get, come back to that. To come back I'm to going to come back to that. You're no, 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 no. Over steps two I'm going to come back to it. Three. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Cook. From a very basic view, um, if you go and ask my grandmother's generation, when they wanted a pair of pants, where did they come from? When you ask them, when you wanted a shirt, where did it come from? They didn't go to Macy's. They didn't go to Nordstrom. You went down the road. You picked up some material and grandma made you some pants. And when she made those pants, she bought enough material so that when the child grew, she could just remove the seam and let it out and then tailor it to the growth of the child. This is basic economics. This is basic Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So when you have a people who cannot produce their own clothing and they go outside of the household to get clothing. Guess what you're doing? You're sending your power, your resources, your hard earned money outside of the household. And if we were to come into the room and talk about production, we would start to say, wow, maybe we need to start producing our own clothing in our own homes once again. That's just one basic way. Maybe we need to start farming more and then creating more co-ops. And sharing that food amongst each other. You grow tomatoes, you grow cucumbers, and then we swap. Like, this is economics. In fact, before the white man gave us welfare, we had co-ops. We had cooperative economics, mostly perpetuated by the black church. They, they were called mutual aid societies. And these mutual aid societies provided for each other. So when you talk about economics, what you're talking about is the exchange of scarce goods and resources and services. So you have to look at what do your people produce? You want to look at your people are reading before you look at what your people are reading. You got to judge your child's morals. When you go look at Japan, when you go look at China, before they teach a child to read, they teach a child honor and dignity and morality. And they teach him reading through those things, through those ideas. So you're even flawed when you when you're concerned with reading. I'm not concerned with the reading levels of a child. I'm concerned with creating honor and dignity and morality in a child, because when you instill that in a child, when you instill power and confidence in a child, he'll go find a way to read on his own. 
Those things manage themselves. A child can't read when his stomach is hungry. A child can't read when he's in a food desert. You want to talk about why these rates of literacy are so low? Mostly it's because the parents aren't there to push them and they live in a food desert. There's plenty of experiments with rats to show you this. When you deprive them of proper nutrition, you deprive the brain of growth. So you it comes right back to economics. You want a child to read good? Make sure he's got a healthy diet. It's all basic, all basic, Mo. You're talking to somebody who dreams about nation building. It's why you could never win this debate. Because you're concerned with the white man and I'm concerned with the black man. That's where you're wrong. I'm concerned with the black man becoming universal man and not and not escaping the system of white supremacy. And I keep saying to you, you keep saying about nation building, bro, we don't have families. We do not have families. Period. You want to talk about nation building? We, we can't have eat, families. Hold on. Once again, we have once families. again, we have once families. again, that's a that's a white supremacist talking point. What, Continue. No, no. How can it be a white supremacist talk point when white supremacy doesn't exist? Once again, see, see, how, you you did, keep... see how you did the semantics thing no, again? No, you, no, what you do is you drift in and out of reality is what you do. No, I you use come, your terms because no, that's what you understand. You. No, what I'm saying to you is this. How can you have a nation when our people struggle with, with mating habits, with how our children are created, Nobody's nobody's really I sitting down. I just answered that. I just told you morality, sit, honor, and dignity. I just told you that. Right, but how do you get that to in people's head? And that's why I keep going back to Nelly Fuller book, and you dismiss this book. Hey, I don't think you read his book to be honest with you. Because I didn't. You did. I didn't. I have but no use for his work. Okay, what he says is he says make sure all your I'm the greatest actions, philosophical mind on the planet. I have no use for that work. Okay, once again, what he says is make all your actions constructive. Period. Do not interact with people that's non-constructive. Be alone before you be non-constructive. That's what I'm saying. But once again, you're being dismissive by looking at your phone. You don't listen. And I'll be honest no, with I'm, you. My bad. I was texting my family because I have one. <laughs> no. And, and to be honest with you. No. And to be honest with you. It's, I'm it's, sorry. It's, I was texting my family. No. What what it does is. What you want does, me to choose the debate over my family after you just made the point of we don't have no families. Come on, Mo. How many times am I going to hit you? Bow counter. Bow counter. You down. It's like, what is the score right now? The, the, the What round is this? This is like. 10-8 every round, Mo. It's not 10-8. When are you going to give you, up? Hold on. What you do is you Somebody like... Somebody throwing the towel. Once again, you're Mick being... Mick throwing the towel. Rocky's what down. You, what you're being is you're being referee and the other team I'm playing against. How am I being referee? Because every time I start to say something, you interrupt me or you deflect or you say... Oh, I no, gave you're being you plenty of semantic. time to talk. No, you haven't. No, you haven't, because every time I start to make a point, and like I said, to be honest with you, this is probably where I would end the conversation if it was anybody else, because it's non-constructive, and I don't deal in non-constructive behavior by the code. You see how that works? Because it's something I could be doing more meaningful with my time. For the sake of educating you, I'll stick around, because you seem to lose the fact that we are struggling with square one, Because, and that's the thing about the intellectual. Bro, I come from an intelligent, intelligent family. I come from college graduates, but I didn't lose the fact that I didn't go into the gifted class and then they um they segment me off and they tell me I'm different and they tell me how smart I are. No, I stayed in gen pop. Why? 
because that's where I need to be at. And my conversation I'm having is not for a person like you. My conversation is a person to say to look, look at your behavior. Is it constructive or is it non-constructive? If it's non-constructive, stop it. Replace it with constructive behavior. Now, this is where you come in and say you can do A, B, C, or D, but to make people think they can understand what GDP is and and and, and having lines of, uh, uh, of 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 resources and all this and that, bro. That we are struggling with everyday behavior. I don't know if you see it or not, but the way we're killing each other, the clip that we're killing each other at, that's a problem. The pressure that we've having put on us with illegal immigration, that's a problem. The fact that we give our vote away and we don't get anything away, get anything for it, that's a problem. So what I'm saying to that person voting is, is it constructive? No, is it not constructive? Stop voting. Is is, is Pan Africanism constructive? If it's not. Uh, 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 stop it. And like I said, I came prepared to have a different conversation with you, but it's weird. You know, like you, like you being kind of weird with me. But like I said, um, even the book, even in the book, Chancellor Williams said he said you don't unite just for the sake of unity. What have we as Black America Foundation of Black Americans got out of uniting with everybody? I thought that's what this conversation was going to be about. But what have we received? Nothing. And just like uh, Amos Wilson says, you can, can your culture is what you do. That's how you solve problems. What we've been doing hasn't solved any problems. We need to think about switching things up. I'm talking to the person that's still on Maslow's first level because I see that's where the majority of my people struggle at. So air, food, water, like I said, we got cancer alley, the air, the air and the soil is polluted. No, I don't care how good in your garden you are. If you're growing food in that, uh, in that, in that, um, in in that soil, you're gonna get cancer. I'm talking about food. The food dance deserts all over the urban uh, centers in this own um, country. They can't get a piece of fruit. And if it's a piece of fruit, then the uh, uh, Monsanto's fruit sprayed with pesticides. Where I'm supposed to grow my food at hotel? I'm living in inner city Chicago or New York or California or Compton. Where where am I supposed to grow my food at? You have no solution for them. Like I said, these highbrow ideas, I'll give it to you. In, 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 in a, in a, in a uh, college campus or somewhere like that, y'all want to sit around and pontificate about what's going to work, what's ain't going to work. No, I'm telling my people, if it's non-constructive, stop it. Because if you are doing non-constructive behavior, it's only aiding and abetting the system. I'll turn it back over to you. So I want to answer your question about solutions. And I told you what the solution was. Say it again. And this is why this this conversation keeps getting me upset because I say something and then you just like, it's like you just missed the point, right? Like I brought up hair and you're like, you're, you're promoting chemicals. And I'm like, is that really what you got out of what I said? And, no, and, that's and not that's what I just said. Frustrating, right? Let, let me let me unfrustrate you then. And my then you point said I was, cut you off, and then now no, you no, can cut. No, cut me no, off. Go ahead. No, because what you're doing is you're taking what I'm saying and making it true about the chemicals. What I'm saying is why is it that we have to look a certain way just to be beautiful? That's my point. Why are we pumping chemicals into our head to make our real hair texture not be this, this actual texture, how it grows our head and to be straight? Or why are we covering it up with a wig that has European style hair is my point. That's because we're filled with self-hatred because we're taught that from the time we turn on a television or a tablet or a smartphone, what the ideal of beauty is. So that's what you miss. It's not about the chemicals, sir. And that's like I said, I want to get this back on track so it can be constructive. 
So that's not what I'm saying about the chemicals. What I'm saying is the idea that we had to look like somebody else or act like somebody else just to be a person. That's the point I was making. So the reason why this debate can never stay on point is because you keep changing the subject. But since you changed the subject to beauty now, I'll, I'll let's stay right there again. Like I said, my second point is your arguments are always myopic. I'm going to point out how this one is specifically very myopic. I mentioned chemicals in regards to women hair. And what you did was you talked about uh, an obsolete thing, perm. Women don't even perm their hair anymore, Mo. Can you please catch up? And when I'm talking about chemicals for hair, there's a lot of different things that pe black people use for their hair that are chemical compounds. Some of them uh, black men use for their waves. We got all types of balm. I mean, there's so many different hair products that have nothing to do with straightening. It's just, I'm just befuddled at how you just looked at hair straightening products. Like women still use those. Like that's not a thing anymore. We're on the wigs now. That You gotta keep up with the beauty trend. When, when's, the, when's the last time you've been in a beauty supply store? And I'm at, this is not a rhetorical question. I'm showing you how out of touch you are. Because if you go to any beauty supply store, you go up and down that aisle. It's all about how to make our hair texture not look like our hair texture. That's the whole point of it. Whatever product they're selling us. Now, it could be perm or whatever else, or even the wigs they sell us to cover up our hair texture. And that's just nothing but a clear sign of self-hatred. And we have to ask ourselves, Mike Malcolm X, who taught you to hate yourself? All right, so I'm going to show you where you and Malcolm X are flawed. Um, you see, the thing is, the black gene is so beautiful that we can style our hair anyway. And again, being quite myopic, people think straight hair is a thing of white people, as if black people don't have the ability to have straight hair. Or if black people didn't come up with the concept of straight hair before they set eyes on a white man, because she said, what if my hair looked like this? This comes back to beauty. Now, let's talk about why beauty is so important. Why is beauty so important? Because it's part of mating. This is how women or the female attracts the male. This is how you get progeny. This is how your society grows and lives on. Because if a woman doesn't take care of how she looks, she's no longer a female. She's now a male. But the female is very much engrossed in beauty and should be. So you cannot demonize the beauty industry. I used to think like that, too. That was like that was like uh, fucking young Hotep Jesus. I've moved on and evolved from that ideology. But again, it's not about, you know, hair texture. And I like how you change that topic you know, to the beauty conversation. Um, that's a, that's a very interesting uh, debate tactic. I don't like using that debate tactic of just changing the topic every single chance you get and just moving the goalposts. I think it's corny. We should stay on topic. We should talk about the things that are going to help our people. Now you said, what are the solutions? I'll repeat myself. The solution is you first have to analyze our output, our production, our intake. Let's analyze that first. I mentioned a room of people 
when I mention that room of people, I mention that because I don't have all the answers. I've told my audience this many times. There will be a great council in Hotepistan. The leadership must have other leaders. You're going to have one leader, like we got Hotep Goldstein. He's going to be in charge of immigration. We got Strong Dad. He's a bodybuilder. He's going to be in charge of fitness. Why would I try to solve every single problem? No, I'm going to find the expert, defer to the expert. We all put our minds together and we decide what's the best way to move forward. This comes back to how the natives uh, operated. They operated in very much a similar way to how the House of Representatives and the Senate operated, where the elders sat on a Senate council and the youngers were more like the House of Representatives. They went out, did the work. They looked through you know, the problems. Then they brought it to the Grand Council and the Grand Council sort of mulled things over and said, here's how we're going to move. So you can't say I don't have all the solutions because I've already admitted I don't have the solutions. What I'm telling you is that I know how to find the solutions. And what you have to do is you got to start with the GDP, GNP. You got to start with your economics. Uh, you know, you got to start with your imports, your exports. Then you bring smart people into the room. You bring people with resources into the room and we have a discussion and we figure out a game plan. Uh, we we got to delineate our priorities and then we move forward. But again, you don't want to talk about economics. I guess you want to talk about white people. No, what I want to talk about is how I get my people to be unsick. You're trying to, like I said, you what I am. I'm in triage. What you're talking about is cosmetic surgery or selective surgery. When you look at black people, you see sick people. Every day. I don't see sick people. You I don't see, see all see, these overweight. The majority, you're saying, what is it? Like 30% majority of obese people are black? It's like it's like one third of our people are obese? Why what, is in that? In what country? In America. Is America over-indexed for obesity across all races? Yes. Okay. So if we go to black people in Africa, is there an obesity problem? Specifically Tanzania, because I, I visited and I didn't see any fat people. So it seems to be an American problem and not a black people problem. It's just that black people are subjected to the diet of America. But why are we overrepresented? Why are we like overrepresented? I, said, it, yes, I think a yes. lot of that comes back to our bodies are different. Our bodies respond I wouldn't argue that either. I would say, again, economics has a lot to do with it. Yes. Right. But we're saying you're having a big brain economic conversation. I, I, also, I also know. I also know. I always have big brain conversations. I also know that when I look at my family, um, I see people suffering from obesity that are middle class blacks. They have more than enough money to have a great diet. They don't. Well, I have a family reunion every year. Well-to-do family members. Many of them obese. Many of them make really good money. It's not the issue, Mo. It's bigger than that. It's about production. It's about ideology. Well, actually, what it's about, I mean, if you really, it's two things. One, culturally, if I, I mean, if I have permission to speak, I want to make sure I'm, I'm uh, if, okay. Culturally. We've been taught ribs, 
fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, green beans, collard greens with pork meat in it, pork meat, pork meat in it is black culture. That's soul food. One, that's cultural. Then two is scientific. It's a thing called the bliss point. Scientists have set up and figure out how to turn food into a drug. Food is a drug now. It's called the bliss point. They know how to trigger your bliss point down from the texture of the food, the crunch, everything. So when you mix that with the fact that this food is ready, available, and, and affordable, that's why our people will succumb to eating it. And then, like I said, the two, the second thing is cultural because we've been convinced that all this soul food is, is soul food. Like, if you ain't eating like this, you ain't black. We like to love this thing about potato salad. Who puts who puts raisins in potato salad? That kind of mentality. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't greasy, if it ain't floating in grease or swimming in pork meat, then it ain't black. And that's cultural and that's taught. It's taught generation by generation by generation. If you show up to Thanksgiving to, or a, a cookout with something healthy, like some kale or something, you're gonna you're gonna be ridiculed and ostracized. I'll turn it back over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh sure. Yeah, I mean, sure, like, you know, what you what you said. Um I don't know. I don't even know what you want me to do with what you just said there, because I have no argument against what you just said there. It's no. just that when you say you look at black people and you see sick people, I don't see sick people. I don't I don't see that. Um, I see Americans. That's what I see. I see Americans and I see people living in American lifestyle where there is a lot of processed foods. And again, uh, a lot of sitting down and not doing the work. You know, if we were if we if we decided not to involve ourselves in reading and we said we're just going to be like the Mormons. We wouldn't be fat. Or who's it? The Amish. We wouldn't be fat. We'd be producing for ourselves, doing for ourselves, and selling to others. And we'd be our own group of people. Can I ask you a question? I mean, you can cut me off again if you want. No, because you make points, and it's valid points to be made, because you, you have this ide like idealistic the view issue, of the world. The, the issue is, the issue is, it's not idealistic, I'm realistic. Uh, the, the issue is, uh, you don't see how you back yourself into the corner of your own arguments, right? So you said we are repeating mistakes, right? So one of the mistakes mm -hmm. we're repeating is we're still eating like slaves. The problem is we're also still thinking like slaves. That's false because slaves didn't eat like that. And you cut like me that. off again. No, I, just want, I just want to point it out every no, time cause you, you because you said I cut you off. Yeah, and I just want because, to point out every time you do. Continue. Because, you're, because you have the floor, sir. What you're doing is you're pushing false information. There's a brother, he's black and Jewish, and he does this whole thing about what slave food actually was. Slaves actually had one of the healthiest diets it is. What you have is, is 1920s, 1930s eating this push as quote-unquote soul food. That's not slave food. I'm just showing you. That's 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 what I'm saying. Propaganda is the number 1920? one problem. Yes. Okay. So you're repeating the bullshit from 1920. Well, well I'm, I'm no, I'm saying it's a brother right now. And if you if you Google, if you Google uh, slave food, I'm just asking I, I, you. You said it came in. Let's say you're right and he's right. You're saying this came from 1920. Yes. Okay. It's 2023. So you've been doing the same thing for a hundred years. Yes. Okay. This concept of blaming the white man. 
is is the same concept. Y'all keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. It's time to let it go. It's time to fucking, you know, uh, get over it. It's time to uh, lick your wounds. Um, it's time to heal. It's time to forgive. It's time to forgive yourself. It's time to uh, man up. Like I said in the very beginning of this debate, your posture is just very feminine. It's always complaining. Coming back to the solutions, and and I've had I've I've stated this before, um, as far as corporations are concerned. I think it's important to have people like you, um, especially when you're nation building and you have corporations. I call, um, you know, people like you. Uh, what's the term I have for people like you? Um, uh, uh, I can't remember the name, but basically, like you guys just point out problems, right? You just like find problems and you just you harp over the problems and that's good. You need people that are going to keep their eyes on the problems. So what I would do is I would have a group of bunch of people like you and you come and you tell me all the things that the white man did. And you show me on the doll where the white man hurt you. And then I'll take that information. I'll go back to the group of people who actually are looking to build and create solutions. And then we'll go from there. But you could never be in the room of the people that have solutions because all you do is just, you just keep defaulting back to the white man. And that's just not useful for us. Um, and again, Lauren Hill said this in her debate with J. Ruta Damager, remove white people from the equation completely. What are you going to do? And that's the question I have for you today. Just like when Lauren had that debate with J. Ruta Damager back in the day, I'm now asking you, hope Jeff Jesus to mow facts, remove the white man from the equation completely. What are you going to do? And it doesn't matter about the white man being in, in the equation, because what the problem is that my people are ineffective. That's the problem. Now, how is they how we're aided in being ineffective? That's that's another conversation. But I keep saying to you, our problem is that we're the most propagandized people it is. And you you talk about and this is what's weird because you go and you have all your shows about the you know the the, the social media, the black Twitter report, and you point out all the dysfunction. But when I bring up the dysfunction, I'm cherry picking and I'm looking at for problems. I don't understand how that works. Because what I'm saying is I'm looking at what's affecting my people right now. And and and, and you want to say, if you want to say it's myopic, in the lens of I'm only concerned with affecting black Americans, you're right. I don't care about the world. I'm aware of the world. Like I said, in Sierra Leone, they're smoking uh uh Kush, which is their ancestors' bones mixed with fentanyl. We got uh we got um Kenyans going down to Haiti to kill other black people at the behest of white people. You know what I'm saying? We got all these problems, but I had to be focused what's wrong with at home. And the fact that, I'm going to show you the fact that we are sick people. And white people know that we're sick. White supremacy know that we're some scratch white people. White supremacy know that we're sick people. The fact that they let that we have, let us have the amount of guns that we have in this country, illegally, and they kill each other in Chicago, St. Louis, uh, Memphis, everywhere else, and they sleep comfortably, they know they got us wrapped up. They know we ain't a problem. Because they wouldn't arm any other group like that around the world unless they knew they had control over that group. That's why they do it here and abroad. They go to Afghanistan the same way. They arm the people that's going to harm the people that look like them. In Afghanistan, they did it in Syria. They do it everywhere. And that goes to show you that we are sick people. Now, if you want to, hey, I'm a quality engineer by trade. I do look for the defects. You're right. And but when you look for defects, you also, I don't look for defects just to have defects. I look for defects to bring solutions in. 
And our number one solution is one, stop being propagandized. Look at all the buffoonery that's allowed on uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Elon Musk Twitter. As long as it's black, it goes. If it was any other group doing what they do to each other, it'd be taken down. And that one last point I want to make is what you said about the Amish. You said we need to be like the Amish. What happened to the Amish man when he was trying to sell raw milk and all the healthy food? Who came and knocked on his door and locked him up? Uh, the FBI, and they won that case. But my point is, if you're doing something, doing something constructive, don't leave, leave you, uh, leave, give you uh, the opportunity not to be bothered. Actually, it puts you on the radar. That's why they wrote this document that you accused me with, because when you start to be effective, you get on their radar. And they say, we need to do something about that problem. So I want to tackle something you mentioned. You mentioned the Black Twitter report. The Black Twitter report is a very specific part of um, of Hotez Been Told You. We do a show Monday, I mean, um, 8 p.m. every Thursday with Uncle Hotep. And this uh, Black Twitter report is sponsored by NerdNash.com. This is an idea he thought of, and uh, I thought it was actually very brilliant. And you mentioned that this relates to us highlighting black dysfunction. And um, again, just like you thought black people were sick, the topics we discussed last night, I uh, actually did not think uh, classified as um, black dysfunction. I, I don't know why you thought it was that. So let's bring up what we talked about last night. Uh, we talked about an Asian girl black fishing. Uh, we talked about um, the Martin reunion. We talked about Meek Mill um, and his uh, cryptic tweet about who black people are voting for. And then we talked about Kanye West's 40 minute apology to the Jews. What part of that is black dysfunction? The, the fact, okay, let's start with the, the black fishing. The fact that any group of people say that we can put out a certain kind of food and display ourselves in a certain kind of way, a body type, and that'll just make them fall all over themselves to get towards us points out black dysfunction. That's Let's black dysfunction? Say, yes. How is that black dysfunction? If if somebody disguises themselves, or let's 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 dumb it down. If you know a little kid love candy and these people be snatching kids, they just come out. It's called bait. It's not black dysfunction. It's saying here are the things you like. That's black dysfunction because we like black music because we like fried fish. Because we I'm like a girl with a nice ass, that's black dysfunction? Yes, it is, because you just made the analogy that black people are the kid in that scenario. They're the child. You have an adult and a child in that scenario. An adult can exploit the child by going to the child's needs and wants and, and overrides what's safe for that child. That's my point. They look at us like children. The whole world look at us like children. That we can just put candy. Hey, kid, you want some candy? Get in the car. If you did that to an adult, adult be like, are you crazy? I'm not getting in the car with you. But if you do that with somebody with a lower intellect or a, a.k.a. a child, as your analogy says, yes, that's the black. The fact that they can look at us like that, that's black dysfunction. And you're shaking your head because you know I got you. And you're smiling. Yes, you know I got you. No, you sound crazy. That's why I'm shaking my head. If I put a piece of bait on a hook 
and I throw it in the water, I'm not guaranteed to catch fish, Mo. Who's smarter, the fish or the fisherman? <laughs> Why do you always do that? Oh, I got a new question for you. No, if I throw bait into the water, I am not guaranteed to catch a fish. You'd have to show me the black man that was caught by her bait. Then you'd have to explain why that's dysfunction. You ever seen a fish throw a, a line on the uh, on, on the land and catch a human? And I know that sounds very uh, basic, but my point is, it's the paradigm is what I'm talking about that I can cater to black men by by catering and appealing to their lowest level of of sexual attraction. What was she cooking, hotel? What was she cooking? I don't know. You know what she was cooking? Soul I don't know food. what she was cooking. I don't know. You what she, was cooking. she was cooking soul food. All right. And then she played black music. Let's yeah. play some of that jungle boogie music, yeah. and I can reel this nigga right on in. You know what I'm saying? With some, I can show him some of this curve. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 some, and some collard greens and some al green, he'll jump all over me. That mm. that is the lowest level of thinking you can actually have for a group of people. Now, matter if I said that by another another group of sick people said, let me have some manif uh, manifest uh, what is it called? What's the what's the Jewish wine? Manischewitz. Let me have some of that and let me have a dreidel and let me play some of this music and they're gonna just jump all over me. That's that's crazy that he, so a group of people can think that way about another group of people. That's how the world sees us. And I know you don't want to be associated with that. So you try to have the high brow to say we're all different. Bro, we're not different. We're no, not you consider different. that dysfunction. I don't consider it dysfunction. Okay. Like I like 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 we're talking about like like my issue is the importance of the topic of debate, right? So now you've moved the goalpost to we're talking about Asian women, black fishing, black men. And we're supposed to be talking about the question I asked you that you dodged, right? Mm -hmm. That's my issue. You. I'm showing the dysfunction is the fact that her expectation. No, no, that's no, the no, no, Mo. I, I let you slide. I asked you a very specific question. I said, remove white people from the equation completely. What are you going to do? And everybody in the chat mentioned you ain't answered the question. Then you went on this diatribe. Then you said the black Twitter report. And I played your little game. And then we landed on. Now we're arguing about a little Asian girl with a nice ass, a black playlist and, and, a, and a black plate. And I'm looking at that like, wow, like this, what we really going to argue about? Like, well, let me this, ask you a question. This, you said remove this, the white man from the equation. That's a fallacy. And that's 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 a that's a hypothetical. And I thought we weren't doing hypotheticals. Because you can't, you're saying, okay, remove sharks out the water and what would you do in the ocean? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I don't do that. I live in a realistic world, Hotep. I know you live in a made up world called Hotepistan or whatever you call it. I live in the real world with real rules and real consequences for your actions. That's how our people get jammed up. That's how they get on side of the road arguing with the police because they think they live in a fictitious world where they can do that and they get jammed up. I don't allow myself to live in a fantasy, a fantasy world. I live in a very fact-based world. And you know what? If you remove the white man, it'll just be another form of supremacy uh, uh, dominating us because they all see us the same way. And that's my point about the plate. They all see us as children. 
That's how they see it. We are the children of the world. That's why they go and they treat us like children. And they let us sing songs like children and dance like children. But when a serious conversation is to be had, they exit us out the room and say, this is for the adults. Just like you do with any child. So no, I don't, I don't deal with that. Or oh, when if the white man didn't exist, cause it would just be another form of supremacy. If, if white people, if white supremacists with Thanos snap, then it'd be somebody else to fall into that, uh, into that, what's into that, um, into that void. And I'm going to show you why I'm right. Because even Joe Biden said, black people, y'all got to deal with the Hispanics now. They put the Hispanics over us. They say they're more adult. It's like when you're, it's like, it's like this. It's like when your, uh, your parents leave and leave one, the oldest child in charge. That's how Joe Biden talked to us. He said the oldest child in charge now. Oh yeah. So you don't have a plan for black people. I just told you what it is. Make all our moves effective. Don't do anything non-effective. I I, I don't know how. That's if, a plan. If you if you just think if you practice that. Does that does that follow the guidelines of what a plan is? Yes. Oh. Okay. If you it sounds like every, advice. No. Or, if you make um, every one of your actions constructive, and like I said, you're you're that's dismissing. You're di- okay. Yes, yes, it is. It's a plan. It's a plan. If I say I'm going to go out the house and, and work in the garden, I'm going to make it effective. I'm going to make it constructive, not non-constructive. That's a plan. And like I said, I'll make it very simple because guess what? All of us can, can, can participate in this, in this plan. You're, what you're having is you're trying to create another boule. And you know what you did was you put me in the W.E.B. Du Bois uh, of, uh, sh- uh, in the shoes, but you're actually W.E.B. Du Bois in this conversation because you're saying – this is what we need to do. We're the talented tenth. This is how we're going to think for all black people. All we need is 10% of black people to pull the other 90% up by the bootstraps. That's what you're saying. What I'm saying is put down your bucket where it's at. That's what Booker T says. Cast down your bucket yeah, where it's at. I really don't at. give a shit what Booker T or W.E.B. Du Bois said. I'm telling you what Hotep Jesus said. So you can talk that talented tenth shit all you want. I'm talking common sense. When you talk about the system of white supremacy, that's not how they operate. They take their greatest minds. They put them in a room. Some of them are called think tanks. Some of them are called secret societies. And now you're saying that they've created supremacy, but we shouldn't follow the same model of putting the best minds in a room. You're saying that's that's probably you're probably going to say that's flawed, right? No, they put their greatest minds in the room to do what? They put their greatest minds into in the room to dominate. They didn't say let's create nuclear energy so we can give free or cheap energy to the whole world. They said let's create nuclear energy so we can hold it over the rest of the world head so we can threaten them and, and, and abuse them anytime we want to. I don't want that kind of I, I not I'm not trying to trade white supremacy for black supremacy. I'm trying to trade white supremacy for justice. That's where the person that needs the most help get the most constructive help and nobody's mistreated. That's like what I'm socialism. aiming for. That sounds like socialism. What the everybody? It sounds like so, it's like they were saying you want to put a label on helping people. No. How can you find a flaw with the person that needs the most help gets the most help and nobody's mistreated? How can you find a flaw in that? I don't. I don't understand. I actually like. I actually. Argument? I. I no. Nah, I actually like. I actually like Karl Marx's argument. You know, to each his own, based upon their labor. Like you get what you work for. I'm not fucking helping somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. So we're not going to judge people based upon, oh, you need the most help. No, like we're not we're not trying to build a nation of where we help people.
We're trying to build a nation where people coexist and collaborate and are interdependent. It's not about helping people. It's not about, you know, handouts. Again, you're treating black people like they're disabled or some shit like that. I, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I didn't make Nobody any race needs distinction. help. Nobody needs help. You know, it's it comes back to the whole, you know, teach a child to fish or give them a fish. Right. And it's like you want to give people fish instead of showing them how to fish, because if you show him how to fish, he won't need help. I'm not in the I'm not in the business of helping people that need the most help. I'm in the business of creating systems where people can flourish if they have ambition. And I think that's where we 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 we're divided it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's where we're cuz that, that's the, that's what makes this the debate. Cuz your your what happens in your system, there's always going to be a form of supremacy. Absolutely. It's always going to change. Absolutely. See, it's going to be a form of supremacy regardless. That's biology. So you don't think humans had a compassion to have justice with each other? Correct. That's why I differ. I think it's a learned behavior because children, if you look at children, if a child has two of something, they'll give one child one and they'll have one. You it's have children? Learned, yes, I have four. And, and that's how all of your children have acted? Yes, until they learn. Listen what I'm saying. Until they learn to be selfish. Selfishness is a How old learned, are your children? I have a 20-year-old. I have a uh, 14-year-old. How old is your youngest? 12-year-old. 10. Yeah, it's been a decade, man. I got, a, I got a baby now, three, and she don't even share her mama. That's what I'm saying. It's a learned behavior. I don't, I don't think that's learned. I don't think that's learned. That's... That's this is my mama. And and I remember my other son, he was very protective of his mother. And he was a baby one year old. And if I I would tease him, I'd go give her a hug and he'd be like, get off mommy, mine, mine, mine. I, I don't know about this whole learned behavior thing. This is very much um, human nature, bro. But it's learned. All right. No, what I'm saying, I mean, I, what I'm saying is it, if it's not learned, then, do we, then we need to start the conversation right now. And then we, whatever happens, happens. Now, I mean, why, based upon your logic, laws? everything's learned, right? Yes. Yes. You know why? You know why I believe it's nature over nurture? I mean, excuse me, why it's nurture over nature? Mm -hmm. If you go if you go nature over nurture, then you start getting into supremacy. You know, you know the, and, the, the sad part about this is, is a lot of black people listening and they, they they don't have much to walk away with to help their families. And I'd like to I'd like to make sure that they are enriched before they leave today. Say that again. I'd like to make sure that the black people watching and even the white people watching or whoever else is watching, I'd love them to just walk away with home, walk away with something that enriches them, you know, and and shows them how to nation build um, or how to build their family because nations are just a compilation of families. But um you know, that, that's, that's I, my that's goal. A, yeah, but I mean, we're talking about nature versus nurture. You know, uh, we're talking about Chinese girls with fat asses. You know, it's like every time we talk about something, you find like a new topic to like have a skirmish on a new battlefield, a new irrelevant battlefield to have a skirmish on. And I entertain you just for the sake of argument, because I just love arguing. Um, but the fact of the matter is, 
Uh, you didn't answer my question. You don't have a plan for black people. Uh, Hotep you keep saying that. I just laid people. out my plan for them. It's a whole code. It's a book. It's a book that you never read. I know. So you, okay. so you, so you can't say you can't, you can't dismiss. I know my plan. I, if I, you had, don't know what the plan is, okay. And I've and I've gave you what the plan, the base. The, you do do effective stuff, right? That's your plan, right? No, don't do non-construct. Don't don't do non-constructive behavior. Yeah, that's pl- my platitude. Point. Platitude equals plan. It's, okay, it's okay. not a platitude. Okay, advice equals plan. Quote equals plan. No, what I'm saying is, if your plan is every interaction I have, and like I said, I've I've stayed on this call way too long because this has actually been non-constructive, it's, but I did it for the sake I, I, of I a, a mental exercise. That, that that issue, right? For example, right. if I had a kid came to me and said, "Hey, uh, Hotep, I want to get better at basketball. How do I get better at basketball?" You know what I would tell him? I would say, "Hey, go in the garage, turn off the light, and dribble the basketball." Mo would say. Don't do things that are ineffective. Which child's going to get better at basketball? The child I gave advice to. Okay. And I'm explaining to you why. Only thing you worked on is one skill of dribbling. What I told him is don't do anything non-constructive. So that's mean when he's on the court, all his decisions will be constructive decisions. All of his actions will be constructive actions. You see what the difference is? You're worried about one act. And this is the thing. You're, you have a one track mind of monetary and money and everything like that. We're way past the point of mo- money can't fix our problems right now. We have behavioral issues that are learned. And that's why I keep saying nurture, nurture over nature. Our behaviors are learned. These are not. Uh, uh, we're not born with these behaviors. This is a system of propaganda that has taught us this is what is acceptable. This is what black culture is. Everything. I don't believe that. So what I'm saying is this is how you counter propaganda. Is that pro- what propaganda teach you constructive? No, it's not constructive. Then don't do it. It's very simple. Like I said, it's very simple and maybe it's oversimplified, but at this point we have to start with the simple. We can't give people count. That's like giving a calculus book to people that are struggling to count to 10. Because guess what? And this is one thing you don't seem to realize is the 85% is what the world follows. The black, For some reason, the world follows the 85, the black 85%. We set the culture. Because like, like when I'm going to give you an example with the cotton club, they love to come down to the cotton club and see us dance around on the stage and do all the buffoonery. But then they got in their car and they went home and they conducted business in a, in a constructive manner. And they left us in a state of non-constructive behavior. I'm saying don't participate in that. Alcohol is not constructive. Drugs is not constructive. Unhealthy eating is not constructive. Actually, this conversation right here is non-constructive because what we're doing is we're presenting to the world two black men arguing. And I really want to make a statement before we even started it because have you have you noticed the world loves to see Cat Williams and and and, and those brothers go at it. Stephen A. Smith and Whitlock go at it. They love to see black people be non-constructive. If it's a constructive conversation, it gets five views on YouTube. If it's non-constructive, it gets 50 million on YouTube. So that goes to show you the proof and the concept that they love for us to be non-constructive. They love for us to be uh, 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 violent towards each other. They love for us to be uh, to tear each other down. And that's what I say. I don't. I don't usually interact like this. That's why I never. If somebody even said this is my first quote-unquote YouTube. Honestly, 
I know you, you know me, you know what I'm saying? So it, I didn't see it being that way. But you know what I'm saying? Like I said, the frustration, and I'm going to go back to what the original conversation was. People are frustrated because black Americans are starting to mature just a little bit to say this current policy of pan-Africanism or diaspora is not working for us. It hasn't been working for us for a long time, and people stand to lose from us changing our actions and not doing non-constructive things. That's why we're getting so much pushback. And I'm going to wrap this up with this. You sent me a document, or you referred to the, the document 46, and it's by uh, Big New Brzezinski, or however you say his name, right? That's who That's what who wrote the document, right? His daughter works over MSNBC now, which MSNBC was one of the biggest detractors and attackers of FBA ADOS through a non a non FBA Joanne Reed. She called us Russian bots. So you want to talk about propaganda? What we need to start looking at? They always want to point the finger at us and say we're the problem. I haven't heard. We have Kamala Harris, Obama, all of these other people that are non FBA blacks that have been been detriment detrimental to us. And that when we start to speak up for ourselves, we're called a problem. We're called bots. We're called Russian agents. Everything else. So why why is it a problem when we start to speak up for ourselves? I, I don't understand that unless people like us. See, what it is, non-FBA Blacks, y'all are just a notch above us on, on the list. And y'all like kicking us down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keeping us in our place. That's what it really is, and not all. That's why we came up with the term, and I didn't come up with it, but that's why the term manifests itself called tether to separate the actual brothers and sisters that's not FBA that's on code, which the majority is on code. They understand. They say, dang, the black man in America, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 he been riding for us for a long time. And when we get over here, we like to create our own little enclaves. Am I wrong? Look at, look at all the college universities that have African student unions, not African American, not black, African student unions. They don't want us there and they don't want to be bothered with us. And I know you say I get nitpick on little things. No, these are microcosms of a bigger issue. So what I'd like to do is stop and just not gloss over them like you were saying about the soul food or whatever. I'm not harping on the point. I made a bigger lesson out of they think we're children that think they can just show us candy and get us in the car. That's why I stopped you there. Anytime there's a great opportunity to, to highlight that, I'll stop and try to highlight it. So that's that's my point. And I turn it back over to you. But like I said, I, I just want to lead this to say this is not Stephen A. Smith and, and Whitlock. This is not that. You know what I'm saying? This is, I was hoping it would be a constructive conversation because it's the only kind of, con I, I'm in a hotel, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm, I, this is my last statement. I'm like this with family. Don't call me if you're not having a constructive conversation with my own flesh and blood. If it ain't constructive, if it ain't about moving the ball forward, what are we doing? We're wasting time. And I, and I digress. Um, First of all, there's no beef. I don't know why anybody would think that this is not beef. This is not, uh, I don't like Mo facts anymore. I, I, I don't deal in that type of emotion, right? Like I come to the debate in the debate. You are my enemy, right? Uh, we are on YouTube. There is a camera here. This is a show. My job is to make it exciting for the people. Okay. This isn't about, I don't like MoFax. I love MoFax. I think MoFax is one of the greatest black minds to exist during our time. 
So this is not a tear down Mo facts thing. I think the reason why this debate got derailed is because you don't know how to stay on topic. You like to pick little things of things I said and then derail the conversation. I talked about economics. Then you pick this little piece about hair and chemicals. And then that became a segue side argument. And you do that like throughout the entire debate. Anybody mm-hmm. watch this back, you'll see that. So we can never really stay on topic and talk about the issue at hand. Last thing I'll say is as far as being constructive and having a constructive plan, what you said was do uh, don't do things that are not effective. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, the Black Panther Party, Malcolm, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., were all followers of communism. They thought communism was a great idea. They thought that would be effective. Come to find out, it's not effective. So you can't say, don't do things that are not effective because it's not specific enough when we're talking about a plan. When you're talking about a plan, a plan is supposed to be very specific. Because if I say, don't do things that are not effective, Somebody can come talk to that child and say, hey, you know what's effective? Marxism and Karl Marx. Why don't you go read this manifesto? And then a socialist or communist is born. I digress. And I understand where you're coming from at, but then that person needs to be weaponized in the sense to say, why is it effective for me? How is this constructive for me? I'm saying I'm not picking sides or any ideology, anything. When anybody comes to you with information, you need to ask, how is this constructive for me? And make them explain to you, like a five-year-old, how it's constructive for me. And guess what? When you start asking those questions, and I know you say, like, I, I know it might have got frustrated you by me asking the questions, but that's the whole point. If it's, if it's constructive, then they'll continue to explain uh, how it's constructive for you. If it's, if it's not really constructive for you, they'll get frustrated and they'll say either do it or threaten you with violence. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with your parents when you like when you ask them, why do they need to do this, mm-hmm. and then you go like do ask that question three or four times, and then it's like cause I said so. That's what it end up at. And when somebody says cause I said so, it's not it's not constructive for you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I want you to get violent with me. See, we need to cut we need to cut all of this this uh uh uh, uh out, and I want you to get unrefined and not and 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 and, and violent with me. Don't try to convince me that Planned Parenthood is a good thing for me. I want you to come to me and say, I want to kill your babies. That's the only way you're going to be able to communicate with me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. If you continue with these questions, they're going to get to that point to where they're just going to have to say what their real intentions are. And that's the real beauty of the code is that you 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 countering propaganda. That's why I say I'm a counter-racist. I am countering the system of racism with these questions and answers for you to prove what your intentions are. And and I and I said and and it's and it's it is a tactic. It is a tactic because guess what? I asked a question. Why is it that we're not happy with the hair we have? If you were talking about hair grease to make it you know saying whatever, that's one thing. But to cover it up with a and I've seen now the kids are getting false teeth. These veneers. What are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? This is we're so far off of our lover and our appearance and ourselves. It's so crazy. It's, I'm like, it's, it's crazy that our children don't even want to be themselves in their prime. Wigs used to be an old woman game. False teeth used to be an old woman game. We got children out here now, 18, 19 year old with veneers and, and, and hair, wig, hair wigs on because it's how much they hate themselves. 
the way that God made them, intentionally made them. The pharaohs had false teeth. Maybe they pulling from their ancestors. Could be, but hey, show it the to pharaohs me. pharaohs like, put the gold but, in their teeth. But, right, but this is where I ask the question. Royalty did. Right, but then I, that's where question and answer tell me that. Can you show me where you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to prove, you have to prove it to me. Maybe it's genetic. It could be. I don't like the genetic thing because that's how white supremacists love to get down. Because they love, they love to say they're smarter than us in the genes. You know what I'm saying? They, they've got, they're on top because they got the better genes. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say. And that, because of the conditions they were right. I, I, bro, I've studied white supremacy. I'm heavy on bitch shoot. You know what I'm saying? Just, to, just to let you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm heavy, I understand their, I, I understand their ideology. Yeah. And they'll tell you, they'll tell you that we got the way we are because we was in those cold, harsh conditions and we had to be. You Africans were down there with all that plentiful food and you didn't have to think. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we dominate you. Nah, I, I ain't buying that, brother. I, you are you had to prove it to me. Prove it to me. I, yeah, I, no, I just I, I I told myself I wouldn't entertain your veneer argument. I did it anyway, and now we're arguing about veneers. We're not about to do this. I'm about to go to the phone lines. Mo, thank you very much for taking this debate. We need a part two, three, four, five, ten. You now, let's be clear, Mo. Before mm-hmm. we go, did you not text me and say it's time for us to argue? I did say it was time for us to argue. You you texted me and said that, right? Right. Did I text you and say, Mo, it's time to argue? No. You know why? Wait, wait, you, wait, you, wait, yeah, Mo. I, you, I, wait, Mo, wait. Yes. You yes. texted me and said it's time to argue. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. Can I can I explain why I said that? No. Because you the one brought up we need to argue. And then, like when you said water down, I was like, oh yeah, now it's time to argue. That was a rebuttal to you saying that we need you to argue. You texted me and said it we're way overdue for another argument. Here yes. we are. So whatever right. came of this, you asked for it. And look, I'm not saying me and you had bad intentions. I'm saying how the world could perceive it. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's why I made that disclaimer. Yeah. How the world, how the world could perceive it. Yeah, I don't know if people would come away with this and say we have bad blood now. You know, the people who may cherry pick parts of this and say, look at these niggas fighting, they're not important. Right. Like they're just not important people like they don't really change things. They're not going to make the black community better or worse. So I don't really care. My final thought is this. I choose between what I'm saying and what you're saying. See, that's that's what we got to stop as black people. Why can't we both have valid points? You 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 like I said, you're the high level, high brow thinker. I'm down here. You know say I'll I'll give you an example and, and I'll promise I'm done with this. <laughs> Because when, when, when black Islam came into America, you had the nation of Islam, right? And they were very strict. You can't drink, can't do this, can't do that, can't do this. The five percenters said, you know what? You ain't going to reach the common man with that. And then you're saying Clarence 13th had to create something that was for the common man. Not saying Farrakhan and, and, and Elijah Muhammad was wrong and not saying Clarence 13th was right. But what I'm saying you have to have different ways of presenting it to different groups of people so they can understand it. That's right. Now wrap on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Like there are some people who are going to come to this debate and say, I love, I love how Mo thinks. They're going to be people that says, I love how Hotep Jesus thinks, but at least people get to see the different perspectives, right? Like that's the whole point of all this for people to see the different perspectives. And I think a positive came from this because they get to see the diversity of thought within the black community. They also get to see intellectual debate. They also get and to see. And nobody pulling up and killing each other. Right. And they get to see <laughs> Hotep Jesus catch another W. 
<laughs> I, I ain't even gonna see. See, you thought he accused me of, of throwing cherry bombs, but then he'll throw cherry bombs and then I'll respond to it, like he said about arguing, and then he'll put me on front street. So I'm not taking the bait on that one, brother. I am not. The, I am not taking the candy. <laughs> I threw that bait out there for you. So yeah, you take did. That. Yeah, you did. Uh, uh-uh. no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna see you for the next the next uh debate or argument, man. All right, have a good one, brother. Right. Hotel and Bill. Hotel and Bill. <laughs> I tried to get him. I tried to get him. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. We're gonna go to the phone lines. Text Hotel your name to 202-596-5631. 202-596-5631. I'll be right back after this short brief commercial break. 